This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, January 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. USDA buying time for shutdown talks. EU trade chief getting pressed on ag concerns. And King gets a powerful ally for his animal ag bill. Well, the USDA heading off snags as the impasse continues. The Trump administration has taken a couple of major steps to buy time for the president to keep bargaining with congressional Democrats that over the government shutdown and his demands for border wall funding. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue extending the January 15th deadline for farmers to apply for market facilitation program payments and also releasing February food stamp benefits early to avoid running out of money for the program if the shutdown continues. The looming MFP deadline and the possibility that SNAP benefits would have to be prorated in February had emerged as significant distractions from President Trump's push for border wall funding. Some 128 House Democrats had released a letter demanding to know what USDA would do if it ran out of money to cover SNAP benefits. USDA officials say that their plan is legal if the February benefits are released by January 20th, but it's a one-time-only fix. In addition, the new application deadline for MFP, the program created to compensate farmers for the ongoing trade disruptions, will depend on how long the shutdown lasts. The original January 15th deadline will be extended by the number of business days that the Farm Service Agency is closed. Agency offices were shut down after December 28th, making today the seventh day that they've been closed. Now, here's today's play. Trump and Vice President Mike Pence will both head to Capitol Hill today to meet with Senate Republicans to talk about the shutdown. House Democrats, meanwhile, will push back against Republicans by starting floor debate today on a series of fiscal 19 spending bills, including one that would end the shutdown at the USDA. The Senate is not expected to consider the measures. Now, for more on the shakeup in the Senate committees, as well as a look at how House committees are shifting under Democratic control, and as well a preview of President Trump's regulatory agenda this year, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter hitting inboxes this morning. House Dems, ready disaster aid. House Democrats are setting the stage to move a bill next week to provide more than a billion dollars in aid to farmers who lost crops and trees to last year's hurricanes. The bill contains higher coverage limits sought by cotton growers to handle losses from Hurricane Michael. The House Rules Committee has set a deadline of this Friday for lawmakers to file possible amendments. Grassley to press EU on biotech and ag trade. Senate Finance Chairman Chuck Grassley of Iowa, using a meeting today with the European Union Trade Commissioner Cecilia Malmstrom to press for negotiations over EU barriers in biotechnology and other U.S. agricultural exports. EU officials are trying to keep agriculture out of the ongoing trade talks. Grassley told reporters that he planned to dramatize the biotech issue with Malmstrom by eating some genetically engineered corn and soybeans in front of her. Grassley told reporters, I'm kind of a laboratory for the European community to know that these are a safe product and they should be allowing them into their country. Now keep in mind, committee chairmanships matter, especially when it comes to the Senate Finance Committee and trade policy. Grassley took over the finance chairmanship this year from the retired Orrin Hatch of Utah, who 
you can be sure would not make a show of munching on corn kernels and soybeans in front of Malmstrom. Foreign leaders and trade negotiators who meet with Grassley will know that agriculture is going to be a part of the discussion. House Ag Chair signs on to King Bill. House Republican Representative Steve King is reintroducing his bill to stop states from regulating how livestock and poultry farms operate in other states. And he's got a powerful co-sponsor this time. It's House Agriculture Chair Colin Peterson. King's Protect Interstate Commerce Act was included in the House version of the Farm Bill last spring, but was dropped from the final legislation in negotiations from the Senate. King said the issue is even more urgent now that the Supreme Court has declined to hear challenges to animal welfare regulations enacted by California and Massachusetts. King said it is important that Congress address this issue with urgency by passing the PICA and providing our producers with certainty that their goods will continue to be sold in the nation's largest marketplace. Keep in mind, Peterson's support aside, King's bill will face the same resistance from Senate Democrats as it did last year, and there isn't an obvious legislative vehicle like the Farm Bill to carry it. NAS Biotech trees can save forests. Biotechnology can be a valuable tool to protect forests from pests and disease outbreaks, but it will take a lot of money and time, that according to a report from the National Academy of Sciences. Outbreaks are expected to increase because of climate change, the report says, adding that biotechnology can help mitigate threats to North American forests by introducing pest-resistant traits but more research is needed. Genetic engineering has been used to address forest health in two tree species so far, the American chestnut and hybrid poplars. But those trees are still in field trials, according to the report. The federal regulatory process treats genetically engineered trees the same as biotech crops, but trees pose different issues, and agencies will need to find a way to assess the impact of biotech trees on ecosystems according to the report. Pork industry touts environmental improvement. The National Pork Board is using a new study to make the case for how the industry's environmental footprint has improved over the past 60 years. According to the Chekhov-funded study by the University of Arkansas, farmers needed 76% less land and 25% less water to produce a pound of pork in 2015, than they did in 1960. Pork's carbon footprint, an issue you will be hearing a lot about from Democrats over the coming months, has been reduced by less than 8% since 1960. The feed conversion ratio for U.S. hogs, that's the ratio of input to output, fell from 4.5 in 1960 to 2.8 in 2015. Hogs are now being set to market at an average weight of 280 pounds, 80 pounds heavier than they were in 1960, and sows are producing an average of 13.5 pigs a litter, three more than in 1960. Here's today's He Said It. Our motto here at USDA is to do right and feed everyone. With this solution, I believe we've got the feed everyone part handled, and I believe that the plan we've constructed takes care of the do it right part. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue telling reporters yesterday that his plan to cover the cost of February SNAP benefits by releasing them early 
takes care of the needy in a legally sound way. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, January 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.